This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 21st. 2024. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today. Well, this week we finally get to present my long overdue conversation with Doug Wilmarth, president of Muya Burgers, Fries, and Shakes. This interview was originally scheduled to drop a couple of weeks ago, but was preempted by IFA CEO Matt Haller dropping by to give us a sneak preview of the then-upcoming convention. So, that interview drops today instead, and we are right back on track. And just ahead of my conversation with Doug, another quick reminder to please pay us a visit at www.franchisetodaypodcast.com, home to a growing body of content in both blog posts and a library of hundreds of archived interviews with franchise executives and luminaries going back more than a dozen years. Most importantly, too, please click on the Reviews tab and drop us a review. It'll encourage others to find us and give us a listen, and it will be very much appreciated by yours truly. Okay, a quick time out here, and when I return in two minutes or less, I'll be joined by Doug Wilmarth, president of Muya Burgers, Fries, and Shakes. Don't go away. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. Franchisors of restaurants, bars, and grills, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. If you're looking to engage guests, elevate profits, and enhance your customer experience, Atmosphere TV is the answer. What's Atmosphere, you ask? Atmosphere is the world's number one streaming TV service for businesses, here to help you make more and save big on overpriced cable packages. Atmosphere provides you with a free programming option, bringing more than 60 ultra-engaging, audio-optional channels designed to please customers and increase their average ticket. So, how does it work? Well, it's easy. Upon sign-on, Atmosphere sends you a free device, loaded with over 60 channels of eye-grabbing entertainment from news and sports to viral videos and fuzzy animals every channel is family friendly and designed to keep your customers happy and engaged plus thanks to atmosphere's 100 percent audio optional format the programming is perfect for any setting no matter how loud or busy so stop playing and paying overpriced cable go with free tv instead just go to atmosphere.tv forward slash sign up and use the code FRANCHISE, and Atmosphere will waive the usual one-time $99 activation fee for your free-to-stream device. Visit Atmosphere online at atmosphere.tv, and remember, use the code FRANCHISE to waive your one-time activation fee. Visit atmosphere.tv to elevate your franchise's entertainment experience today. Doug Wilmarth is a retired Navy helicopter pilot, a mission commander, and Persian Gulf veteran who in the private sector went on to become a brand marketing leader and culinary innovator. Doug's rich history includes stints with the likes of Kraft Foods as brand manager for Oscar Mayer, Chili's, Frito-Lay, and then on to become 
National Brand and Marketing Manager for Pizza Hut at Yum Brands, before serving as Chief Marketing Officer at Wingstop. Today, Doug is President of Muya Burgers, Fries, and Shakes. As a growth stage C-suite executive, Doug's mantra is building brands and driving profitable growth. He's a proven team builder, known for driving traffic and improving margins, all while creating collaboration in franchise systems, growing enterprise value for private equity. Doug Wilmarth, welcome to Franchise Today. Thank you, Stan. It's great to be here. Pleasure having you. So as small as the world that we live in is, and one would think we all know one another, here we are saying hello for the very first time, aren't we? Well, it's hard to believe, Stan, but uh, as small as our industry can be, uh, it's great that we have some wonderful friends together. Absolutely true. So, Doug, let's do what we always do. Why don't you roll the tape back for us and tell us how it was that franchising found you, where you were then, and what were you doing? Yeah, well, franchising found me because I had moved from the packaged goods world where I would work for PepsiCo and Kraft Foods and, and helping manage you know, consumer food brands, and I moved over to Pizza Hut. And so Pizza Hut, I had joined uh, to be part of uh, a growth plan where we were trying to introduce uh, new areas of growth for the company, and that was pasta and wings and new occasions. And in doing so, I got involved in the restaurant industry and franchising and uh, and really fell in love with it. But to be honest, I don't think uh, franchising and the value of franchising really hit me until I moved over and was the chief marketing officer at Wingstop. And at Wingstop, I got to know a lot of franchisees who maybe had one location or two locations. I mean, we had some bigger franchisees, but it was really interacting with the heart of these guys and seeing the impact that individual franchise owners have on their teams, on their communities, that I really started to to feel like empowering entrepreneurs across America was something that I really could get behind. And I think that's really what franchising is all about. So walk us a little bit back further into your background. You were a marketing or a brand guy or a packaged goods guy. Where was your specialty? Yeah, well, uh, if we roll the tape all the way back, Stan, I started like like all good marketers do. I was a Navy pilot. Uh, so I was in the, the Navy for 10 years, went back and got an MBA, and at the time thought that I would be a great business leader. And so I studied finance and along the way found out that I actually really loved marketing. So I started working uh, for Kraft Foods in a discipline called brand management and just fell in love with the whole um, food business and you know managing brands. And so I worked on the Lunchables business. I helped them onboard the Kloss and Pickle brand, uh, Boca Foods brand. And so there were just a number of things that uh, as I got into the business that I ended up getting involved with. And that led to a position down at PepsiCo where I was doing, you know, long-term acquisitions and growth platforms. And it was because of that work that Pizza was interested in bringing me on uh, to do that development work for them to get into new revenue streams. So as often the case is, is that, you know, we find our way one step to another, and then we find something we absolutely love. And for me, the restaurant business rang the bell. It's a beautiful business to be in. What years were you at Pizza Hut? Oh my gosh, now you're going to make me think about that. I, I'm i going to guess the uh, 
about seven years around 2000 to 2000, actually probably around 2007, call it, to 2013, perhaps. I kind of remember a conversation way back when, when I was still at Wing Zone, early days at Wing Zone, that Yum Brands was kind of circling our wagons a little bit and wanting to chat with us before they ever created Wing Street. And I don't know what happened with that deal. I know that Matt Friedman had a conversation or two with Yum and uh, don't know if those were during your years or not. It sounds like it might have been right about that time. Yeah, I think the establishment of Wing Street uh, happened a couple of years before I joined. And so they had, as you know, there was sort of a co-branding strategy at that time that they were introducing Wing Street as a brand within the brand. Yeah, that was launched by a couple of executives while I was uh, worked on launching the pasta business. And once we got the Discani pasta business launched, then I rotated to start working on the Wing Street business. But I didn't start that business. So walk us up from there. What was the next milestone for you? Well, you know, I ended up working my way up. I was uh, running the national marketing program for Pizza Hut, reporting to the chief marketing officer. Really decided that I would want to move from the big company world to kind of some smaller private equity equity type of uh, roles. And so I I moved from Pizza Hut to Rave Cinema. So I got in the movie theater business for a little over a year. And our job there was we were trying to position us the fifth largest movie theater company to be sold to another uh, theater set. And when we did that, then I rotated to Wingstop as the chief marketing officer. And after Wingstop, really spent most of the rest of my career working with different brands in franchising of one sort or another and ended up at a, a concept called Mongolian Concepts. And now for the last couple couple of years, I've been leading Muya Burgers, Fries, and Shakes. So it's a bit of a leap from CMO or brand ambassador or officer to the desk of the president. Tell us what that looked like and how did you manage to garner the rest of the knowledge base, I guess, essential to take on a C-suite role beyond marketing which was your core competency at a company like Muya? Yeah, I think one of the great parts about working in smaller companies is we leverage executives across the whole business. So as I worked from Pizza Hut, where we, we tend to be very narrowly focused on our functions, I did even in Pizza Hut work very, very closely with operations and finance, especially in a business where we're launching new lines of business. But uh, as you get to the smaller companies, the executive teams get smaller and you you start wearing many hats. And so for the last few years at Mongolian Concepts, before I went to Muya, I was running essentially the whole side of the revenue stream. So supply chain, what our on-premise and operations hospitality systems looked like, our training programs, et cetera. So when I stepped in as the president, there was already a really strong knowledge base about the business in general. But as you probably well know, it's one thing to be on an executive team it's a whole nother ball of wax to lead the executive team because that really requires you to be stepping forward with vision and answers and direction. That's been a wonderful challenge to embrace. All right. You've got to help me out with the burning question that I'm sure is in the minds of many when they first get introduced to Muya. Where did that name come from, Doug? Well, I think Muya came from the mind of Rich Hicks. Rich was the founder. The story that's told around the office is that Rich was passionate about great food. He wanted to serve the best cheeseburger in America. And he was starting to think about, all right, what would be a great name for this brand that he wanted to create? And at the time, Booyah was a big thing on ESPN. And so as he was playing with things, somehow Booyah, Moo being the cows, uh, came to Mooyah and everybody told about it, loved it. His kids loved it. So he was like, that's it. We're Mooyah. So I think what's fun about that is we're very, very serious about high quality food. We're serious about hospitality, but hospitality in the restaurant business and burgers are 
fries is a whole lot of fun. And so the fun part of our name keeps us from getting too serious and thinking we're too cool. And you stay pretty focused from a menu perspective too, don't you? You guys are serious about your fun, but you keep the menu path pretty narrow with burgers, fries, and shakes, correct? Yeah, we passionately believe in burgers, fries, and shakes. And we think that in order to be the best in the world, you have to be focused. And I think a lot of the restaurant concepts that we admire tend to stick to focusing on their one thing and being absolutely great in that. And so, you know, look across some of the restaurant concepts that are growing a lot, Chipotle tends to stay in their lane. And Chick-fil-A is very sharp about what they stand for. I think Raising Cane's is incredibly focused on just chicken tenders. And so I think there's a successful formula there and we want to serve, and we believe we have, the very best cheeseburger in America. And so in order to deliver that all the time, we need to be focused 100% on doing that. So I think in your segment, I think first and foremost of you guys, I think of Freddy's, I think of Culver's. Would that mm-hmm. be a proper classification? Yeah, I think a lot of people look at us as a a better version of Five Guys that has a little bit higher quality, a lot more customization. I think sometimes I hear Shake Shack because they also have a little bit of an orientation towards better quality ingredients. But certainly within more of the fast food range, I think Freddy's and Culver's are both regionally companies that try to use a smash style burger that try to use better ingredients. And for the most part are trying to make your burger fresh to order, which is something we do we handcraft. I just can't get over the idea that anything in the fast food realm is serving up a hamburger that features meat that is either prime or choice. That's a statement in and of itself. And it's Angus beef, isn't it? It is. It's certified Angus beef. And that certified actually makes a difference. That means that there are a whole host of standards. I think certified Angus beef has 20 particular standards, everything from the age of the cow, the origin of the cow, certainly the most famous type criteria that people are aware of is the USDA grading. And so certified Angus beef has to be in the top two thirds of choice or prime. And so most consumers don't really understand what that means. But in reality, it means that we're serving a higher quality beef than you're probably going to get if you go to a casual dining steakhouse. And so it's really a high quality beef that we start with. And we think that's really important because you know the beef makes the burger. I guess there's a lot of truth to that. I'll tell you what, why don't we take a quick break, Doug? And when we come back from the break, let's move forward from this background that you've laid down for us as a foundation and have a bit of a dialogue about what Muya went through in COVID years, how you've come through those years, and most importantly, what it is we see ahead. We're talking today with Doug Wilmarth, president of Muya Burgers, Shakes and Fries, and we'll be back right after a quick timeout. Don't go away. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. Franchise Today is brought to you by FRM Solutions, offering the only CRM tool built exclusively for franchising that lets you have it your way. Whether you're a single brand needing professional tools across departments or a portfolio of brands needing franchise-specific CRM across the enterprise, either way, FRM satisfies the needs of many with the power of one. That's right, one single instance of FRM is all it takes across departments departments or across brands. So if you've had it with inflexible one-size-fits-all CRM, end your frustration today. FRM offers robust dashboarding, tailored reporting, and with open APIs, FRM pushes, pulls, and integrates with other databases, providing you with a single source of truth. Don't just take my word for it. Visit them at frmsolutions.com and order up a demo today. 
And the conversation continues today with Doug Wilmarth, president of Muya Burger Shakes and Fries. Doug, it's a pretty simple operation that we've been talking about as compared to other big boxes and restaurants that have far more moving parts. What's the real advantage to that in terms of your ease of operation for franchisees? Well, I think it's very important for us from a consumer perspective to serve the very best tasting cheeseburgers, fries, and shakes we can. But as we're thinking about our franchisees, it's equally important that we create a simple streamlined operation so that they can serve those burgers with excellence every time. So if we think about having a simplified SKUs in the back of the house, what we're doing from a culinary perspective is we're asking asking our franchisees to handcraft burgers. We hand smash them. We make our fresh cut fries. We hand spin all our milkshakes. And so it's important that we keep that process streamlined so they can be cost effective and they can operate effectively. So we're, we're very focused on our franchisees success and, and a healthy bottom line for them. And the way to go about doing that is making sure that they can be successful serving great tasting burgers every time. So let's roll the tape back a little to the COVID experience and what impact that had on Muya and its franchisees. Did you guys come through that pretty well? It probably predated you, didn't it? It did predate me and, and they came through very, very well. And Stan, I actually would rather not go back to thinking about the COVID experience, <laughs> but I think for a lot of restaurants, it was very challenging. And I think the thing that really allowed Muya to thrive is that the team had done a great job making sure that we were up on all the digital channels and delivery were set up so that when we had to pivot, to off-premise entirely. We had the infrastructure already in place. And thankfully, burgers, fries, and shakes, especially great tasting burgers, fries, and shakes, were high in demand during the pandemic. So that allowed us to really bridge the gap. And we didn't lose a single franchisee during COVID. We were very proud of, of our ability as a team to pull together and get everyone through that. Any learnings come out of the pandemic that are now still cornerstones of the brand that were lessons learned during that time? I think a lot of our business changed in the pandemic. And I think some of these were trends that were already in place, but certainly got accelerated in terms of people's acceptance of technology and the shift to off-premise or pickup and delivery. And so I think there's certainly some things that we learned about how to operate effectively and how to serve people in that environment that have really helped us succeed on the backside. I would say the other thing that the pandemic did for us, and I think for a lot of people, is it really pulled us together as a company. And so we're in a position where as a franchisor and franchisees were very collaborative. We work together very, very well. And, and our support team knows our franchisees. We know them all. In fact, I travel and try to be face-to-face in our franchisees' restaurants at every one every year. And that's part of the strength of a brand like ours is that we're really invested in our franchisees and we're there to help them succeed. And that sometimes takes a, a lot of personal touch. Let's talk a little about the profile of your franchisees, Doug. Are you a single unit? operator-driven brand? Are you multi-unit, multi-flag? What's the profile of a typical franchisee in your system? Well, our, our legacy franchisees tend to be owner-operators. So if we look at our franchise system, about 80% of the franchisees are single-unit owner-operators. That translates to about 60% of the locations. But I would say our growth is primarily in multi-unit operators. And some of that is our single-unit operators growing. So we have operators that started with a single 
Muya is their first restaurant that now own four and five locations. But we also have had recently, because of the success of the brand, a lot of folks that have maybe other brands as a, a multi-unit operation, and then they're looking to expand and diversify, and they're looking for the best concept in the burger business. And we win that contest most of the time. So we've recently welcomed our franchisees from the Zaxby's system, franchisees coming over from Jersey Mike's, franchisees that are adding us, uh, that were Subway franchisees that are adding us to their portfolio, Wingstop franchisees. So these folks that are already operating successfully and they're looking to diversify their business and stay geographically focused, we're a great choice. Makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? When you can go look at historical information, you can see that Subway or that Wingstop owner's operations and get a glimpse of what you might expect from them, which is a far side better than hoping you picked right right for somebody who might be buying in for the first time, correct? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, some of the most successful franchisees that we've onboarded in recent years come out of operating instead of owning brands that are very similar to ours. So we have a former regional director for Freddy's who's stepped into being an owner with us. And we have another regional McDonald's operator who wanted to go from being an operator to an owner. And he has been in his location for a year now, is looking to add his second and third location and significantly change his family tree. And I think that's what's so exciting about franchising in general. Certainly, you know, the what we get to do with the stage of business we're in, but we're really helping people make a difference in the lives of their communities and the lives of their families. That really gets me going. So one of the greatest challenges that franchisors by and large have is getting execution at the local level to do what it's supposed to do with its local store marketing the way it's supposed to be done. In a brand that has a leader like you with a marketing background, do you find that easier or do you have to put a lesser focus on that or how does that look at Muya? Well, we have always been very focused at LSM within our communities. Well, I've got a very talented marketing team and I have owners that are very involved in their communities. And so we're here to support them. Sometimes we have owners that are very passionate about fundraisers and inviting people into their restaurants. We also have uh, some of our franchisees are absolutely great at catering. And we often serve either local sports teams. We serve lots of schools. Uh, we, we serve a lot of businesses. So we have different LSM programs that are available for franchisees, depending on their situation and what they're passionate about. How many units are we right now, the present day? We're just shy of, or we're just uh, shy of, 90 units. And that includes international and non-traditional units. Our traditional sort of franchise bread and butter locations, we're around 75 today. And what's the one year, three year, five year horizon look like for you? Well, we've been working a lot since I got there the last couple of years have really been about putting foundations in place for growth. And that has been new asset design, new systems, new back of house, adding capability to the team. And what that's allowed us to do is ramp up our growth pipeline. So this year we'll be building 16 to 18 new locations. Next year, the plan is for that to increase to the low 20s. And we'd like to settle in somewhere around 25 to 30 locations a year for the next few years after that. So we definitely have growth aspirations. We've got a lot of organic growth coming from existing franchisees, and we have a lot of interest from folks that are looking to join the Muya family. What does your crystal ball say, Doug, about the changes on the economic and socioeconomic landscape? Employees that have seemingly evaporated and don't want to work anymore and those types of challenges that weren't there a year or two ago. But post-COVID, a lot of things have changed. So what's the labor front look like 
for you? How do you manage that? Well, I tell you, business owners have had to be very flexible the last couple of years, that's for sure. And issues have come, whether it's cost inflation and managing that to difficulty finding people and then labor inflation as a lot of the states look to increase minimum wages. And so it's very important that in each of these elements that we're side by side helping our franchisees figure out what the right move is and how they can migrate through these challenges. And so last year, we spent a lot of time working with our supply chain and and shoring that up and making sure that margins stayed healthy. Uh, We've been working really hard to be an employer choice. We just rolled out a new training program so that we would be retaining more employees and helping make sure that the ones that we are hiring are, are the best that they can be. And so it's with pivoting and helping come alongside our franchisees and support where needed. Well, we'll address the current challenge and we'll address the next one that's out there. And I don't really have a crystal ball, but I do know that with a talented team working with our franchise owners, best interests at heart, we'll figure it out. I know that the word frictionless has become a larger part of the lexicon where pivot was coming out of COVID, everything became frictionless. But when you've got a brand that is dependent upon such interactivity and fun, you can't replace people with kiosks here. Maybe McDonald's can do that. I just don't think you can do that at a brand like yours. So employee development is really very important. Look, Stan, we're in the hospital hospitality business. And I I hope that never goes away. And we not only want to serve a great cheeseburger, but we want to do it in an environment, however you choose to access Muya, where we can give you the best experience possible. And more and more, that's people who are seeking to order digitally and pick it up or have it delivered. We do have kiosks in some of our restaurants for people who want to take advantage of that. But we always want to make sure when you walk in, the first thing you hear is welcome to Muya and that we're going to make sure that we serve you your food and we do a great job and we're checking in on you. And that's that's what hospitality is all about. And that's what makes, I think, the restaurant business so different is we're taking care of people. So who should look for you, Doug? Who is a prospect that you would love to have find you that doesn't think perhaps that Muya would be a brand for them? Well, first and foremost, I think we're a great option for that multi-unit owner that wants to stay geographically focused, but needs to diversify in terms of their brands. And that might be because the system they're in doesn't have opportunities opportunity for them to grow in the area they're in, or they just want to diversify in terms of segments in the restaurant business. Those franchisees have been very successful with us and they tend to grow very quickly. And that's certainly a priority for us. Another group that we've had a lot of success with is folks that are operators and real restaurant people that are looking to be owners. And I mentioned a couple of those examples where folks had been working for somebody else as a manager or as a regional, and they wanted to get in business for themselves and really transform into being an owner and making a bigger impact for their family, but also with their teams and community. That's another great prospect for us. What we're really focused on is people who love being in the restaurant business. The restaurant business is hard. It is a difficult business. And for a lot of people, it's in their blood and they love it. And those are the folks that are passionate about serving people and passionate about great food. Then we're going to be a great fit for you. You talked some about the involvement in the community at the local store level. What about corporate? Are you guys affiliated from a benevolence perspective with any particular charities? We have been from time to time and weighed into that. What we found, Stan, is it's much more meaningful if a local team and a local franchisee identifies a charity in their town that they're passionate about serving. And so that's really been our focus here this year and next year. We'll provide opportunities and ideas, but when we force something down from an 
national perspective, it doesn't always resonate. Well, and so we want to empower our franchisees to be the business owners they are, be out in their community. And that means that they can select, you know, the place that makes the most sense for them. I guess that makes the most sense to me too. When I, when I stop and think about that in retrospect, that's a very good answer. Doug, what have I not asked you today that you wished I might have? I don't know, Stan, you've been pretty thorough. I would always love to evangelize on not only how great my team is and how great our product is, but how great our franchisees are. So if anybody is interested or thinks, hey, maybe Muya is for me, what I would suggest for you is go find a local Muya and try it. I'm surprised every time when we have discovery days where the story most often is, I tasted one of your cheeseburgers and I couldn't believe how good it was. And I decided that I needed to be in this business. So as funny as that sounds, that's probably the gateway for a lot of people as they start with seeing how great our food is and realize I can be successful serving food this good. And that's usually how we start our conversation. I'm looking for a Muya near me. I don't know that I'm going to find one. Just <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry about that, Stan, but we'll, we'll work on that. You know, give me a call later if you're interested in signing a franchise agreement. We can <laughs> you're pretty smooth there, Mr. Wilmarth. You're pretty smooth. <laughs> how about some contact info, Doug, so others that are listening can find you again that actually might be a candidate for a franchise? Sure. LinkedIn is a great place to reach out. Obviously, we have our website. There's links on there about franchising and you can fill out there. You can always send me an email at dwilmarth at muyad.com and I'll be happy to pass you along. But yeah, we're, we're interested in talking with folks. We've had a lot of great conversations to start the year and I'd love to have more. Well, Doug, I stand corrected. I've actually found that I'm only 12 miles away from the closest Muya. Guess where I'm heading when we're done? Well, look, we'd be glad to host you for lunch. It's been a pleasure talking with you and I'll certainly have more to report after I've sunk my teeth into one of those delicious burgers, Doug. Can't thank you enough for joining <laughs> us today and for sharing with us here on Franchise Today. It's my pleasure, Stan, and I look forward to hearing how that burger is. Doug Wilmarth, president of Muya Burgers, Shakes, and Fries. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Stan. Well, that does it for today. Next week, a very special edition of Franchise Today, as I'll present the many voices of IFA. This will be a collection of sound bites recorded last week at the FRM Solutions booth in Phoenix and representing many IFA and franchising executives and luminaries sharing what IFA means to them. Remember, too, to hit the website at www.franchisetodaypodcast.com and leave us a review. If you'll do that for me, I'll stop asking. So until next Wednesday, at noon Eastern. I'm Stan Friedman, wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes. Yes.